0: Slate Church. We are so glad to have you here. So glad that you decided to tune in and join us today wherever you are watching from. And hey, Merry Christmas. It is now December, so I feel like it is socially acceptable to now say that from a microphone. But listen, we're glad you're here. My name is Pastor Emma. With me is Pastor Jared, and we're just excited that you decided to see what God would have in store for you today.
1: Hey listen, if you are tuning in to one of our live watch times or maybe you are at a watch party, uh, wherever you're tuning in from, if it's live right now, there's gonna be a little thing coming up in the chat that you can see alongside and it's gonna say invite. And so it's a little button, if you push that, it'll give you an opportunity to invite somebody to our service today. We'd love for you to do that. And hey listen, if you're new and this is your first time or maybe you've been coming for a while and you haven't actually gotten connected in to Slate Church at all, there's gonna be another button coming up in the chat and it says connect. And we would love for you to click on that, fill out a digital connect card so that we can get to know you more and get you plugged in uh and so if you're watching live those are going to pop up we'd love to get connected with you but i think we're going to continue on in our service today with uh worship so wherever you find yourself why don't you stand up we're going to join together as we sing this morning
2: Joyful and triumphant oh come ye, O come ye to Bethlehem Come and behold him Born the King of angels
3: doesn't it feel good to sing Christmas carols again well each and every week we take a little bit of a time just to celebrate some of the things that God is doing in our church Um, so I'm just gonna read off uh, a couple of the praise reports that have come in over this past week we've got someone who's thankful that despite their nephew being born with a heart problem and needing immediate surgery he's fully recovered and home safe come on praise God how awesome is that we've got someone else who is thankful for a lot of things. We're thankful for breakthrough, better sleep, and new Christ-like friends. Come on. Um, we also want to take some time and just pray over some of the needs that have come in um, just over this past week. Um, we're praying for the family of a professor who suddenly passed away, as well as the family of a former dean of engineering possibly passed away the following day. Uh, we want to lift up the whole Waterloo engineering um, community during this time. And we also want to take some time and pray, over, uh, pray for our very own Pastor Luke, um, who's ulcerative colitis who's who has has been really bad these past couple weeks um and we just want to pray for strength and healing uh for him um so so if you have faith wherever you are why don't you just stretch your hand towards the screen and maybe even another prayer request that wasn't mentioned why don't you stretch your other hand and let's pray together dear god i know you see each and every need here today um dear god i just ask that you would just work in people's lives like never before god we want to pray for um just, the, just healing in this time of grieving for so many um, people who have, who have lost the professors and the family of those people, but also people um, who are just grieving loss of other loved ones that weren't mentioned today. God, God asked that they would just turn to you in this time. Um, Jesus, we want to lift up Pastor Luke, God, that you would just be with him, that you would just give him strength and, and, and a healing, and that you would know that you were for him during this during this tough time. Um, we want to lift up all the other prayer requests that have, that have uh, come in. Um, Jesus, I know you see all of these needs, God, and ask you would just work um, in every situation like only you can, Lord. Um, ask all of these in your holy and mighty name. Amen. Amen. Come on, let's continue to worship, church. Sing in the darkness.
4: In the darkness, we were waiting without hope, without light. Till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes. To fulfill the law and pride, to a virgin. Come
3: on, sing praise the Father. you yeah.
0: You know, I love that we get to worship together week after week. It never gets old. It never gets familiar to me. It's just such an incredible time that we get to actually worship our God. And, you know, we get to continue on in our worship with our giving today. I was thinking about this earlier this week when I was sitting in my office at our our church offices at Slate HQ, and I looked over uh, to my right as I was sitting at my desk And I saw my uh, uh, degree from university sitting on the ground, leaning against the wall. I was reminded how when we first moved into this office space that I was like, oh, I'm gonna gonna hang up my degrees on the wall. I'm gonna be one of those people that do that. And months later, uh, like over a year later, it is still sitting on the ground. The other one is sitting on the bookcase with a picture of Anna and Elsa from Frozen, covering it with my daughter's scribbles from when she was in the office one day, just sitting in front of it. And I was thinking about this and I was thinking about the time that I spent studying and learning and growing in my education and the investment that was put into that. And you know, that piece of paper doesn't matter at all. No one has asked to see any degrees since I graduated or anything like that. The investment in my education, the investment in learning, the investment is growing and having that experience is what equipped me to be able to then do the things that God has called me to do. You know, I was thinking about this in terms of giving and what it looks like as a church to give. So oftentimes we give and we want something tangible that we can put up on our wall to show for ourselves what we did through our giving and what that looked like. And we almost expect that from God. But I love in Proverbs 11, verse 24, it says, a person gives freely yet gains even more. That doesn't even make sense to think that when we give freely, we would gain more even more. Sometimes we want this tangible thing but you know what in God's economy when we are giving, when we are investing financially into the church we actually get to reap this benefit not because of something tangible that we hang on our wall but because of the experience and investment and growth and development that we gain as individuals through this commitment to be able to go out and do what God has called us to do and that is loving others, that is loving him, that is preaching the gospel. It's an incredible thing that we get to be a part of As a church. So I just want to encourage you in that today. Don't be looking for something tangible that you can put on your wall. That's not what this is about. This is about investing so that we can experience the goodness of God by giving freely and somehow miraculously actually gaining out of that. What a wonderful thing we get to be a part of. So listen, church, there's a lot of different ways that you can give, that you can commit to giving, that you can be a part of this moment. So why don't you check them out as they come up on the screen. You can do this monthly automatic giving. You can do text to tithe. You can give online. There's a whole bunch of ways you can do that. And I just encourage you to do that today whenever you are watching. So why don't we pray together, church, over our giving this week? God, I thank you so much that we get to give. Lord, I thank you that you have blessed us with this incredible ability to give and yet gain so much more, Lord. And it's not about the tangible things, it's not about the physical things, God, but we get to gain in being part of this incredible community, being part of your family, God, where we actually get to go out and love others through that. Thank you, Lord, for that opportunity today. And I pray you would bless the finances that come in and that we would just see your kingdom expanded through Slate Church today. We pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. Well, listen, as I said earlier, it is Christmas time around here. I was going to wear my Christmas sweater today, and it is not ugly, so I will not call it that. But maybe next week, maybe next time I will pull that out as we get closer to Christmas. But you don't want to miss anything that is happening this Christmas season at Slate Church. We have so much going on, so much coming up. Make sure you're going to Slatechurch.com, follow us on social media at Slate Church at Slate Church Online to see everything going on so that you can join us in it and you can also invite people to it. We really believe this season is going to be a blessing for you, but a blessing for everybody that you know in your life as well. And listen, one of the initiatives that we have happening this Christmas season is something called Meet the Need. And we get to do this every single year where we partner with different uh, organizations across our city to be able to meet the need. And we are doing that through donating food to the food bank. We are donating uh, uh, lightly used or new winter clothing and accessories, and we get to do that this year as well so listen we've got a box somewhere here we go thank you so much I did say they could just throw it at me but I think that there was a really wise decision there that I would not have caught this box we've got boxes we've got bags Woo, we've got bags that you can come and pick up before or after any watch party times in Elmira or here at Maxwell's Concerts and Events in Waterloo. And whether or not you're registered for the watch parties, you want to come pick one of these up before or after the watch party times so that you can participate in this meet the need. Fill these bags. We can do this church. We can love people in our community. We can provide for them in incredible ways. And we are going to do this this year as well. Let's just blow the food bank. Let's blow our community out of the water with the generosity that we had during this season as well. So for the next two weeks, come pick up your box, pick up your bank, pick up multiple, drop them off at your friends' houses and say, hey, you're participating in this too. It's going to be so great. But then after that, on December 13th and December 20th, we're going to be doing a drop-off. This is a touchless drop-off. You don't have to worry about it. It'll be pulling up, dropping it off before or after watch party times. Uh, so make sure you mark that in your calendar, make sure that you are joining in. It's going to be a lot of fun and meet the need with us this Christmas season. But hey, listen, we have a lot going on today as well. And I'm excited for our next segment. I always say this is like my favorite part of the service or one of my favorite parts because it actually is. I love hearing the stories and the testimonies of people in our house who have been transformed by the love of God. It's just, it's amazing. It never gets old. So Pastor Jared, I'm gonna pass it off over to you for the interview.
1: Thank you, Pastor Emma, and hey church, how you doing today? Wherever you find yourself, it's good to see you here at Slay Church Online, and it's good to see you here for the interview. The interview is a segment of our of our service where we actually sit down with somebody from our church and hear a little bit about their story and what God has done in their life. And so today, we've got somebody pretty phenomenal here with us. We've got Ezra with us today. Come on, can we put our hands together in the studio thank you, thank for you. Ezra? The phenomenal. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's good to have you, man. We actually uh, met not that long ago, maybe like one or two months ago. Yeah. 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 And you're you're somebody that has jumped in, in in a pretty big way in the last like couple of months yeah. uh, in the studio team. And so you do a lot That's of the true, yeah. a lot of the behind the scenes coordinating of what happens, yep. even just like the set that we're sitting this wonderful Christmassy set. That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, so thank you for doing that. But I want to hear a little bit about your story. And again, just getting to know you, this is some of my first time right. hearing uh, yeah. about what
5: God has done in your life. Yes, well, I'm, I'm glad to be here today. Um, so jumping into it, um, well, I'm originally from Brazil. Um, pretty much like born and raised in church yeah you know going to camps Bible studies all done it all nice. <laughs> um, when it came to actually uh, fast-forwarding a little bit to my teenage years I went to university you know coming from a Christian home never really experienced any of the party scene or anything like right. that so I kind of like jumped into that for a little bit for a couple years mm-hmm. and then um me being a christian being raised in it i actually went back to church yeah and um what what prompted that for you well basically it to me it was really empty yeah to the point where i couldn't really find myself i wasn't being truthful to myself yeah and um that's when i went back to church went back into school focusing on that and um i had actually uh, a very bad experience maybe because of myself generally that's how we see right. things right um in 2014 where i actually got out of church because i i have i had all my doubts i had like a lot of questions that i couldn't really figure out by myself yep that's when i really got out of church yeah and i i was an anti-church kind of guy really? it, it got to that point you know yeah. my my parents were leaders in the church and all that and yeah. uh I really got to the point where I didn't want to be there anymore. Sure. But um, fast forward a little bit more. My sister actually um, started going to uh, McMaster here, uh, taking a a nursing school here at Conestoga in KW. And she found you guys at at Slate Church, right? Or us. (laughs) 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 Um, Yeah. And I was kind of intrigued because uh, my my sister is a little bit, more centered to herself she's not really outgoing right i'd say but now she's been more outgoing i was like what is it about man like i i don't get it uh-huh. right and um I, i'm a security guard and at the time i was a security guard at a hospital yeah. and i had an experience there where uh, this guy was trying suicide wow. and i was reading a book and it it, it actually it's called facing your giants
2: mm-hmm.
5: um and on, on that book the guy saw it and it was like, man, I go to church as well. I was like, really? No way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we started talking about Jesus and started talking about God. And that's that's when I, I was like, well, maybe that's the sign that I should be going back. Right. Like my sister's are getting involved. My yeah. family's getting involved again. Yeah. I should go back. Wow. Right. And um, I actually watched uh, one of Pastor Emma's uh, uh, services during COVID. Yeah. And that's when I, I really felt that um the spirit through that message. Wow. And I was like, wow, me, a guy that didn't want to be in church at all. Yeah. Here I am going back again. Dude. <laughs> you know, and it's been a, a really different experience for me. Yeah. Um the family that I found here is amazing. Yeah. Um, not because it's late church itself, but because I feel Jesus wow. truthfully. Come on, man. You know. Um, so for Super. me, uh, yeah, I, I found my girlfriend here i found real friends yeah um it's been amazing man it's been dude great. what an incredible story yeah. of just like even the
1: the consistency of god throughout your life right or you're saying you like you grew up in it and then there was that season in university mm-hmm. and then you were back in it and then out and back it's like it's cool to see uh, you just listening to god at each of these turns in your life and it's cool to see the consistency of god mm-hmm. in your life and so yeah. dude thank you for your honesty thank you for your vulnerability as you share yeah. your story today can we give it up one more time for ezra awesome. thanks <laughs> Yeah, and thanks for jumping in today, man. I'm going to pass it over to, uh, to Pastor Emma now to lead us in the rest of our service here today.
0: Come on. Thanks so much, Jared. Thanks, Ezra, for that, for that vulnerability and sharing with us. Honestly... It's so impactful, it's so incredible. And maybe you, um, like Ezra, are just tuning in and you're like, I don't really know what this is all about. We would love to have you fill out a connect card. We'd love to just um, be able to reach out with you, out to you and get in touch with you and just see you come to life in, in what God um, has for you today. You know, it's not an accident that you're tuning in right now. It's not an accident that you just heard Ezra's story. And we would love to just have you engage um, because God knows, what you're about and god has plans and a purpose for you and i love that so much well listen we are headed into the message portion of our service today and honestly we are in a new series and i am pumped for it. I think that this is such a great time of year in general, but what a great time of year for the church. This is an amazing time where we just get to lean in to what God has for us. And the message series that we are going into over the next couple of weeks is called Down to Earth. And I can't wait to hear what Pastor Brandon is going to unpack for us today, what he's gonna bring to the table. I know that God has placed a word on his heart. I love hearing what God does through this man. And I get to see it up close and personally, but I love that you are going to get to be a part of what God is gonna say through him today. So. Part one of our new series, we're going to pass it over to Pastor Brandon. Love you, babe. Go for it. It's going to be amazing.
6: I love you, babe. And uh, a bunch of Christian people are going to be super upset that I uh, that you just said babe and I said it back to you. But anyway, um, hey, a new series called Down to Earth. Isn't the, like, the background just phenomenal? We're in Christmas, and uh, I'm really excited about that down to earth obviously if you have followed the story of jesus for any length of time maybe you haven't it's all about jesus coming to earth and that was a really important thing i'm going to get into that in just a little bit and i love this idea of down to earth i'm going to um, be reading out of matthew chapter 9 uh, verse 9 and uh, i'm going to read out of that but before i get there i'm going to pray just to open it up and i'm going to launch right into it jesus thank you so much that we get to come here today. And uh, wherever we find ourselves, whether we're listening on the road, our podcast, whether we are tuning in from our living room on a Wednesday morning, whether we are at a watch party or watching live online, whatever it is, God, we know that you want a personal uh, interaction with us today. You want your spirit to speak to us. So God, um, sometimes we show up and we do the easy part of showing up, but God, uh, we're not really there. And so God, help us to open up our hearts and our minds to what you want to say today. We pray this in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but I really feel uh, the most comfortable uh, in the company of people that are down to earth. I don't know if you've ever been in the company of a person that's not down to earth, but uh, they're just heady. They might be a little bit arrogant. They, um, uh, which reminds me of the first time that I met Pastor Jared. And uh, <laughs> Pastor Jared was just... Pastor Jared was uh, much younger. I was much younger. I was leading a church. Uh, A student church at the time. And Pastor Jared, who was just on screen. If you're wondering who I'm talking about, he was just on screen doing the interview. You know he's a nice guy. The first time I meet him, it's after service. We had just had a great service. Okay, Worship was bonkers. I don't know if you're allowed to describe worship that way. Um, The message literally changed the lives of everybody in Waterloo. Everybody repented all at once. It was kind of a Jonah Nineveh type thing, it had to be there. And uh, this young guy comes up to me and he's got um, a little man bun on the back of his head. And uh, I actually don't know if he had that at that time, but I like to picture this interaction that he still had his man bun. And so um, a young Jared Moore walks up to me and he's like, hey, how's it going? And I'm like, good. And I'd met him uh uh, maybe once before I'd heard of him. And he goes, like, hey, it's really awesome what's happening here. And I'm like, oh yeah, like you see, everybody in Waterloo just got saved. It was pretty cool. And he's like, Yeah, 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 all that's cool. And then he immediately starts launching into all of the things we needed to do better. Like immediately. He's like, Yeah, so the sound is just like not that great, you know? And I'm like, who is this guy? Like. Who are you? And why didn't you just walk into the thing I love the most and immediately start saying, I need to change everything. He's like, yeah, it was a, you know, and whoever was speaking. I'm like, I was speaking like what? Are you? And it wasn't quite that bad, um, to be honest. But, but I was like, is it like, like, is this guy even down to earth? Like what? Well, I got to know Jared over the last um, number of years. And the truth is, is if there's anybody that actually embodies being down to earth, I think it's this guy. He walks with people. He, he, he's with people when they're mourning. He's with, it, with them when they're joyful. He's the kind of guy that sticks very close to the hard times, the good times. He's not just there to um, have a party, but he's there to walk through real life with people. The other day in the office, he said to me, my, best, that my time is best spent on being on the phone. And I was like, okay. And what I began to realize as he began to say that is literally all day, every day, Jared's just on his phone. And I'm like, what does this guy do? Like, should we be paying for his phone? Like, all he does is talks on the phone. But if you're around him and catch little glimpses of the conversations that he's having, Jared is one of the most pastoral men that I know. And in fact, he's one of the most down-to-earth people that I know. You know, in a season that we find ourselves in a, as a world, and I keep calling it a season because I don't think we need to stay here. I don't think we need to camp here. I don't think we need to set up a permanent address in this valley that we find ourselves in. But I really believe that we need to walk through it. But while we go through it, we need people that are down to earth, don't we? We need people like Jared that are gonna come alongside us and say, hey, like, I'm just gonna be real for a second. Doesn't this suck? But also, let's talk about somebody who is even more down to earth than me. I want want to point you to Jesus. Here's the thing about Jesus. He was the most down to earth God that ever lived. (laughs) Literally. I mean, he's, first of all, the only real God to ever live. I believe that with all my heart. But he also came to earth and that's significant. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 9, we get a bit of a sense of who Jesus was. And it says in verse 9, jesus has been going along in his ministry for a little bit of time at this point and it says as jesus went on from there the place that he was just coming from in a previous story he said he saw a man named matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth follow me jesus told him and matthew got up and followed him first of all i just want to point out that matthew was called at his workplace Okay, in in a time where we are socially distancing, physically distancing, working on Zoom and all the rest, can we still believe for at the workplace transformation moments that God will appoint us to so that we can actually be useful for God, even though we feel so disconnected from the people that we work with? I love that Jesus shows up at Matthew's workplace and is like, hey, it's time for your life to be transformed. There are people that we work with that are struggling way more than we are, and we are sometimes so blind to it because we are complaining about our current work environment. We're complaining about the work environment that involves a toddler running by our feet in the midst of a, an important meeting. We're complaining about our work environment because we can't go grab coffee with our co-workers at break. We're complaining about our work environment, and all the while we are missing the people that God wants to transform in our work environment. Over across that zoom screen on a phone call a follow-up to make sure that somebody is okay because you notice they were different in a meeting here we are the church of jesus christ in the year 2020 in the midst of a worldwide pandemic and god is calling the church to rise up meet people in their workplace and show them who jesus is who's with me today here's the thing jesus shows up in matthew's workplace says follow me and it just says that matthew got up and followed him Now, it doesn't always happen that way But I want to be the kind of person that responds to God's leading the same way as Matthew. Don't you? It says he immediately followed him. I want to follow God like Matthew. He jumps ahead and Matthew's invited a whole bunch of people over to his house for dinner. And uh, it says he invited Jesus. And it says in verse 10, while Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors, and I love that that the Bible even puts this in quotes. Like, sinners. (laughs) It's like, what does that even mean? Sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. All of a sudden, the church people show up. I gotta love it when church people show up in the Bible. It says, when the church people, when the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, and I love that Jesus will always come to the aid of his disciples. Jesus will always show up to answer the questions for people that you don't know how to answer yourself. He jumps in and he says, it is not the healthy who need a doctor, wow. but the sick. Go, but go and learn what this means. I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Yeah. For I have not come to call the righteous, but sinners. Your quote unquote sinners that came to save them. Hey, it's time to reach out in a, in a time where we just need somebody. It's time to reach out. It's time to realize that we actually need a God who's down." to earth. And I'm I'm in the midst of the same pandemic that you guys are in. I've went through a range of emotions that probably all of you have gone through. There's a stat that's going around it was done by a reputable group and it said that 70% of pastors are right now looking for different work in the United States. This is this is a, a pandemic in the church. Forget about a virus, something that causes 70% of pastors to be looking for other work is a pandemic in and of itself. Now, I've seen a lot of my colleagues and pastor friends sharing this and saying, hey, that's not me, but if it's you, reach out and talk. Well, can I just be real for a second? There have been many periods throughout this COVID season that I too am like, maybe I need to look for different work. Not because I don't love you, church, and I am through it, which is why I'm sharing it with you. It's like not going to get up here and do a real counseling session where I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm just not sure about this anymore. And like... And I'm just like, I've kind of had enough and like, you know, uh, you know, you uh, you know, for whatever reason, I'm, I'm not in that place. But can I be real that I have been in that place? And the truth is, is that I don't need some vague idea of a deity out in space that is looking after me. I need a God that walked and breathed on the same planet that I'm struggling in and walked alongside the paralytic right before we read this story and tells him, get up and walk. You might be paralyzed, but I'm saying, take up your mat and walk because I am setting you free. I need a God that was here on earth, that knows my plight, knows the struggles that I have, face the temptation that I face, faces the things that I'm going through. And the God that says just before he goes to the cross, God the Father, if there's any other way to do this without me, please do it that way. Which is the prayer of a pastor at some times during this own season of COVID. Church, if you feel like giving up, join good company. If you feel like packing it in, join good company. If you feel like that just the world is going crazy, I mean it is. But I want to introduce you to a God who is down to earth. Walking this earth. Breathing on this earth. Walking alongside people like you and I. So we might actually begin to understand who he is. Jesus describes himself in this really interesting way. And he says to, <clears throat> he says to the, the religious people, and he says, listen, it's not the healthy that need a doctor, but the sick. And in this moment, what he describes himself to these people as is the great physician. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been following the news, okay? And... Um, in the news, what I am uh, learning is that there's a lot more people today putting their hope in a, an eventual vaccine to get us out of the place that we find ourselves in. Right. But I was at my uh, dentist's office the other day, okay? I'm sitting in the chair, and if you know anything about me, the dentist is my second home. That's where I live because I've got like terrible teeth. And I'm sitting there, and she goes through the COVID um, questions. And I'm just like, does anybody sit in this chair? And they're like, have you had a fever in the last little while? Have you traveled outside of the, the country in 14 days? And my question is always like, like is there anybody that's just in, sitting in the chair and they're like, well, now that you ask if I've been out of the country in the last 14 days, funny enough you say that, just yesterday, I was actually in, uh, in, in the United States of America. I'm so sorry for showing up. But anyway, I'm sitting there going through the questionnaires. Then they go through their questionnaires that they do even outside of COVID. Um, any changes to your medical history? Are you on any new medications? Da-da-da-da-da. Well, later on, I'm having a conversation, talking to somebody at work. Because Jesus meets people at work. Having a conversation and it gets onto this, uh, this, the, the whole thing that I'm a pastor. She's blown away. She's like, what, what does this mean? She's like, I'm an agnostic. My, my husband's an atheist. What does it mean to be a pastor right now? And I said, hey, we've got a lot of people in our church. They're going through anxiety. Like we're leading to the, we're making sure that people's spirits are healthy, yada, yada, yada. She says, it's interesting you say that. She said, at the beginning, when you sat down in my chair, I asked you, is there any changes to your medical history? You said, no. And, and then I asked, any changes to your medication or, or uh, I don't have any medication, but uh, do you, do you, have you, are you taking any new medication? And I said, no, but she said eight out of 10 people in this chair throughout this pandemic have been saying yes. And it's almost always anxiety medication. So let me ask you a question. And I'm not debating whether or not COVID is a real thing or, or it's a big pandemic or all of this other stuff. That's not what this message is about. But could it just be that there's a greater thing going on than COVID itself? And it's a revelation that something is happening in the people that are walking the planet right now, where things are coming to the surface that we don't know how to deal with ourselves. And rather than get a a, a pharmaceutical company to deliver the special uh, vaccine that will take care of the virus, what if we look to the great physician to take care of the sickness of the soul that we so desperately need uh, healing from? See, I believe that Jesus who walks in and said, I came for the sick, is the same Jesus that came down to earth, and he's the still the same Jesus that a spirit walks this earth and says, Hey, if you're in need of healing, if you need health, I'm still here. I'm still the great physician. Come on, the great physician is here, and he heals us with his has said. His has said is what heals us. Has said is the Hebrew word for mercy. What does Jesus say? I desire mercy. Mercy meets Matthew at his workplace. Hesed means a steadfast love. I don't know about you, but in the midst of a pandemic, what have I been needing to feel? Just the love of somebody who's able to walk with me longer than any other human can possibly walk with me sometimes I'm asking people to love me in ways they can't because they're human. But the moment that I get an idea that I actually need this great physician, his hased comes in, his steadfast love comes in, and it walks with us as long as we are willing for him to walk with us. And we start to get healing from the parts of us that need the most healing. I love this image. It's going to come up on the screen. But through Eve... Came sin in the world. Adam and Eve, there was sin in the world because Adam took some, or Eve and Adam took something that they shouldn't have had, and they birthed sin into the world. And I love this image because it's Mary who has has Jesus within her. Jesus is coming down to earth. In fact, he's already on earth because he's in Mary's womb. And and Mary puts her or, or, or Eve puts her hand on Mary's stomach. And it's just this this incredible image that Jesus has come to eradicate sin. He's come to reverse the effects of sin. He's come to heal the world. If we've got a better vaccine to offer people and we don't got to wait till January or some other day where the political people in our world today can deliver it to us. We can deliver the vaccine today, a vaccine of hope, a vaccine of love, a vaccine of mercy to a world that desperately needs the steadfast love of its savior. So what can we do about this? How can we respond to a God that is down to earth and remain down to earth ourselves? And here's the thing, we need to remain down to earth. And I heard this cliche and I think it's great, which is some of us are so heavenly minded, we're no earthly good. I mean, there's a world that needs us to be on the world while being heavenly minded for sure. But if we're just up in the clouds, guys, we need to learn how to be down to earth so we can reach people the way Jesus reached us. And the way that we do this is first, you can take down some quick notes because they're gonna fly through these. The first thing you can do is see your sickness. Did you hear I said, I said, see your sickness and not see someone else's sickness. The starting point to understanding how Jesus can actually heal this world we live in is recognizing that we're the sick he came to die for. We need to see our sickness. It's interesting to me because in the book of Matthew, Matthew is writing about himself. That's the the book we found ourselves in today. And he's writing about himself. It's interesting. Matthew becomes somewhat of an evangelist to the Jewish people through his writing of the account of Jesus. And the evangelist Matthew tells us about Matthew, the tax collector. Mark and Luke also writers of the story of Jesus. There are other books that tell the same story of Jesus from a different perspective. Mark and Luke never referred to Matthew as Matthew. They refer to him as his redeemed self, which is the new name he was given, which is Levi. But Matthew wants us to know something in his recounting of his story with Jesus. He's saying, listen, don't you ever forget that I was Matthew. Don't you ever forget that I was that tax collector sitting there. Don't you ever forget that I was Matthew who desperately needed Jesus. Yes, I became Levi, but I was Matthew. Come on, church. We got to understand that this this great physician didn't just come for our friends. He came for you and I. He came to set us free before he set our friends free because we can't see our friends get free through our evangelism until we recognize that we need Jesus ourselves. Come on, we got to see our sickness sin is merely this sickness of the soul can we just talk about sin for a second sin is simply sickness of the soul we're willing to recognize a physical injury in the world that we live in today we are quick to normalize mental health which is excellent we should but can we normalize sin can we get to a point where we realize that just because we talk about sin doesn't mean that there's some people on the outs and there's some people that are on the ins. It simply means that we all deal with this sickness of the soul and we can introduce ourselves and everybody around us to the great physician. Secondly, I've got so much time because it's online. I could just go as long as I want. <laughs> there's nobody coming in after me. I'm the only, like, I'm just here. Like I'm gonna go sleep in the corner back there. and. Secondly, we need to commit to progress. We gotta commit ourselves to progress. You can't camp out in the sickness of the soul. You need to commit to progress. What is progress in Christian terms? It's repentance. Come on, if sin is sickness of the soul, we need to understand that repentance is simply defined as changing your mind and changing your way. What it means is doing a 180 degree and going back in the other direction. You got to commit to progress. Our world today loves to talk about progress, but as C.S. Lewis says, progress, if going in the wrong direction, is anything but progress, sometimes progress means doing an about turn and heading the opposite way because that's getting us closer to where we need to go. Just because our world calls it progress doesn't mean it's progress. You need to know what progress means for the own sickness of your soul. Turn from your ways, walk towards Jesus, and you will find the healing from the great physician that you need. Three. We need to commit to the long haul. Em and I just moved houses this past week. It's why we weren't on the screen last week. We weren't on your screens, we're so sorry. We know you were disappointed. Some of you are like, oh, you weren't there? Oh, sorry. (laughs) I'm taking notes. (laughs) I see you. It's like, that's the creepiest thing ever. Just looking into the, I see you, (laughs) you know? Listen, we gotta commit to the the long haul. Our move was literally five minutes down the road, but we still uh, rented this massive truck. And they told me, you've got to get this back by 10 a.m. tomorrow because there's some people that need it and they're going to PEI. And I'm like, first of all, who in the world wants to move to PEI, you know? Sorry for everybody watching PEI. <laughs> You're like, what's he got against PEI? But I mean, that's a long time in a, uh, in a truck that, 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 that feels and sounds and looks like it's falling apart. <laughs> It's a long time in a truck that somebody left a joint in the cup holder before we used it. It wasn't mine. U-Haul wasn't mine. That's a long time, but I think when it comes to us reaching the world that we live in, we've got to commit to the long haul. Hey, why is it that we're so easy to give up on others, but we're so easy to give ourselves grace? What does Jesus say? I'm going a little bit over time, but I need you to catch this, okay? Because it's actually really, really, really significant. He finishes and he says, listen, 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 listen. Go learn what this means. In verse 13, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. This comes from the book of Hosea. Everybody say, Hosea. Hosea, Hosea chapter six, verse six says, um, for I desire mercy. This is God speaking through the prophet uh, Hosea speaking to him, I desire mercy not sacrifice and acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. Hosea is living in a a period of time where the nation of Israel is turning their backs on God and who are they turning their backs on God for? A, A idol named Baal. Baal is significant because Baal that represented fertility in the land. In fact, what the Israelites started doing because they wanted fertility in their land. Why was that important? Because fertility in their land was an economy. They needed their economy to flourish and they're willing to do whatever it took to get it. And so what they would do is they would go to the temple and there's temple prostitutes and they would do the deed at the temple. And they it was, it was physically representing what they hoped Baal the idol would do for their land. It's amazing that the people of Israel were struggling with two things are being struggled with right now in the midst of COVID, they're struggling with sexuality and they're struggling of looking elsewhere for their economy rather than God. Come on, doesn't this speak to where we are today? Men and women struggling with pornography and you're looking at this this message on the same screen you were using last night to do things you hope you never would be found out for. I'm not here to condemn you because guess what? I'm one of the sick that needs a great physician. And so many of us are worried about our plight and whether or not God's gonna um, give us fertile soil for whatever we put our hands to and if it's gonna get flourished. And what does Jesus say, or what does rather God say to Hosea in the midst of all this? He says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. And an acknowledgement of God rather than burnt offerings. I will give you the shortest synopsis of this, Possible? He's saying, hey, I don't need your religious practices. I want your heart. Hey, Christian that wants to point the finger at everybody else, you've got stuff going on in your own life. Commit to the long haul with people. What I notice that a Pharisees, modern day Pharisees is one, they don't want to recognize their own need for Jesus. And two, they want to control the speed at which Jesus sanctifies the people around them. You need Jesus. And you need to commit to the long haul. I need to commit to the long haul of what people need from me as Jesus does his sanctifying work. You can try to do all the sanctifying work in the church all you want through your Instagram page, but it's not getting you or them any closer to Jesus. Jesus and his Holy Spirit and the great physician is the one that will bring people unto him. We point out people's sin at the expense of our own relationship with God recognizing that he was so merciful to us and we need to have a steadfast love for others. Church, can you imagine a church, a world coming out of this pandemic that recognizes a need for the vaccine that God has, the great physician has, even more than this vaccine that we're so hoping for that will change everything. And who knows if it does, because there's a greater need. And it's a need that has to do with the sickness of the soul. And we know a great savior a great physician that is able to remedy it. I wanna pray for two groups of people. First group, maybe you've never met the great physician. You didn't know Jesus actually cared about you like this. I wanna pray for you if that's you. If you're watching live, there's an opportunity to respond right now in the chat. Say, I wanna raise a hand, indicating I wanna make a decision to follow Jesus. But maybe you're just watching later or at a watch party, whatever it is. If you're making this decision, I wanna pray for you. In a second, if you're making this decision, Uh, Pastor Emma or Pastor Jared or somebody, who knows, is gonna come and give you more instructions. But let me pray for you. Jesus, you see every person making a decision to follow you right now, recognizing that they have a sickness of their own soul and they wanna repent. Jesus, I pray that this would be the start of a great journey where just like Matthew, they begin to start to bring their own friends to the party where their friends can meet you as well. Be with them, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. Church, I wanna pray for the rest of us that maybe we've already made a decision to follow Jesus. And we read stories like this and we put ourselves in the seat of Jesus, the seat of judgment. We go, I gotta be like Jesus. I'm gonna point out the sin. I'm gonna gonna call people to follow me. (laughs) You realize you're Matthew in the story. You were sick in need of a savior. And it's that realization that gives you the courage that you need to invite your friends to the party where they can meet Jesus. Can I pray for you? Jesus, we love you so much. Like I can't believe the way that you're reaching people right now through an online season. Honestly, you told me at the beginning of 2020 that you can move through your church, the way that you're moving to your church right now, I wouldn't believe it. One of my greatest worries as a pastor as people would join us on Sundays and go back to their regular lives and I could tell that they felt like they needed Sundays in order to build their life and what we're, what's happening right now God is you're showing up in people's living rooms you're showing up in people's family rooms right now you're showing up in someone's car praise you Lord God right now as we look at the world that we live in that we recognize that we're not just in need of some magical vaccine but we're in need of the great physician ourselves and our world desperately needs you Jesus, may you be glorified this year. Jesus, may you be the crowning accomplishment of 2020. Jesus, may you be the vaccine for our souls that we so desperately need. Pray this in Jesus' mighty name. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. Come on, church, can we stand up wherever we are? Lift up our hands, let's begin to lean in. Come on, let's begin to worship.
3: Sing not for a minute.
6: Not
4: for a minute was i forsaken the lord is in this place the lord is in this place come holy spirit dry bones awaken the lord is in this place yes the lord is in this place not for not for a minute Was I forsaken? The Lord is in this place. Oh, the Lord is in this place. Come, Holy Spirit. Dragons awaken. The Lord is in this place. Yes, the Lord is in this place. I'm not. You come. Will you meet me here again? Is all I want. Is all I want. Is all you are. Will you meet me here again? Not
1: hey church what an incredible time of worship and what an incredible service and hey what an incredible message from pastor brandon here today can we put our hands together wherever we find ourselves in the studio here can we just thank pastor brandon for the message and the word that he brought Hey, look, if you made a decision to follow Jesus for the first time today, we wanna to say congratulations. It's the best choice that you could ever make. And we've got a segment here called the debrief. And right after that, I've got some information for you uh, about what to do next, what we'd like to see from you next of just being able to come alongside you. And as Pastor Brandon was saying, in this down to earth season, to actually walk alongside you in that decision. We've got some information coming. But before we do that, we've got a segment in our in our service that we call the debrief. And this is where we sit with somebody, actually usually a couple of people and hear a little bit about uh, what the Meant for them a little bit about what they thought and how they're applying it uh, throughout their week. And so today we have Kaylin and Joseph Sempuma. Can we put our hands together for them? Come on. And uh, and listen, guys. Uh, great to have you here. It's been a while since I've seen you in person, especially Joseph. I, I saw you, Kaylin, the other uh, the other day. We were helping somebody move, but it's good to see you face to face again, which is nice. Thank you. Yeah.
7: It's good to see
1: you guys, Yeah. Well, hey, I I wanted to ask you guys, what was, uh, as Pastor Brandon was speaking here, you know, we were both kind of sitting in the studio audience and listening. Uh, What were some of the things that that stood out to you in in his message today?
7: Sure, yeah, I can kind of share. This was a, I felt like this was a really great message. It kind of connected with what I'd been thinking about this past week, actually, which is cool how God does that a lot of times. But, um, you know, I, I'm somebody who like my whole, I grew up in the church my whole life. I was at church, like four days a week, five days a week, like in Bible studies and youth groups. And like, I became a youth leader and then I got married and then I had two kids and we have a three-year-old and a two-year-old. And basically all of that went away. And mm. I found that a very hard transition to no longer be involved mm. in church. Basically, we would go on Sunday, but if I could even hear the message, it was you know, right. an accomplishment. And I think it was a challenge to be like, wow, okay, now I don't have church in my life in the same way. Mm. What does that look like for my faith or my impact on the world? Mm. And just loving that message where even in my workplace, even Mm. when I have, you know, someone over for dinner or have like a play date with another mom or even just with my own kids where even God is in that too. And there can be impact and influence in that. And it doesn't just have to be when you're in church or when you're serving in a church program on the streets or whatever, but just in your daily life, which is really encouraging to somebody who, can't really serve in church right in this season of my life right to still know that there is opportunity and there is god in the day-to-day yeah. part of my life yeah. it was really encouraging no, to kind really of hear good. that yeah it's
1: really good what about you man?
8: yeah thank you um uh, for me really it's uh uh more I'm, I'm reading this book and it says while we're doing the small things we should think about the big things mm-hmm. and uh this is like one sermon of many which we've had and many which are to come And it reminds me of uh, the blessing we have to uh, be able to uh, listen to this gospel, to Mm. know that Jesus uh, came on earth Mm -hmm. and he knows uh, what we feel. He went through what we feel and uh, he feels what we feel. And when we pray, he understands. So that Mm -hmm. that's uh, that was a good reminder for me. And uh, I've been asking myself so much, uh, like I have a great job. Yes, we have kids and all that. And I'm like, is this what life is all about mm. but uh like he mentioned you know god wants to use us even in our workplaces so right. i think that was uh, a good reminder for me that uh you know i don't have to be a pastor or i don't have to be a, a deacon or some bishop or right. some big guy to uh spread the word of god but uh even in the uh, our jobs or mm. in our marriages we can still uh um see ourselves that we still need jesus yeah sometimes it's so easy to uh point out what's wrong with your wife or what's wrong with your co-workers but right. uh, it's been a really good reminder for me that uh, I should see myself as I still need Jesus right it should I should see my sin or my wrong or where I, I need to improve rather than pointing out maybe a uh, Kailani's is false you know sometimes I'm like oh okay at this point I'm really right right you know, and she's wrong <laughs> but uh, but uh, <laughs> But it's really a great reminder to kind of uh, reflect yeah. and uh, to look at myself. And, mm. you know, if I point out somebody's faults, to know that, uh, you know, I also have faults and I can change and I need God. So. Right. that was that was a big one for me yeah really good. thank you
1: hey just just really quickly i want to hear from both of you guys on a on a practical level because oftentimes uh like as pastor Brandon was saying be so heavenly minded that we're not any earthly good we can think about all these things but on a practical level what what are some things that you guys are, are thinking you're going to implement this week uh to kind of practice some of the things even that we're talking about here
7: um I I was really touched by the story he shared about you talking to people on the phone because Mm. I had a situation today where I only have two days a week to work and I have a lot of work to get in in a very short period of time. And I had a friend call me and we talked on the phone for 45 minutes. And it was a really powerful and good conversation. But in the back of my mind the whole time, I'm like, ah, the clock's ticking. Like I got stuff to do. And just like... I think moving forward, just implementing like an attitude change where wait a second, like this is what it's about. Not like checking off my to do list, but those like interactions, that's more important. So I think just yeah, like checking my attitude and changing my perspective about that so that I'm like fully invested in that and not like wanting to kind of halfway leave. That's really good. Yeah,
8: Really good you Jesse. yeah i think for me i have two points one um pastor brandon mentioned about uh jesus coming on earth and you know it's one time like we've had this and we have to live five days you know a week i think it's more creating that cautiousness mm. the christ cautiousness mm-hmm. because the world has so much powers on us you know there mm-hmm. is so much to buy there is so much to do yeah so to remind myself of who jesus is and who I am in Jesus. Sometimes mm. we get lost. Why am I here? What am I doing even with my life? But to know that Jesus came for us and he has a plan for us to uh, spread the good news that we right. uh, already have. So I think that's one point. We've been uh, um, like distributing out devotionals, but uh, cool. we want to be committed to that and, you know, to keep doing it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the other point is more to uh, love uh, my mm. coworkers and uh mm to be open to sharing the gospel and uh, to also create time. Uh, um, I tend to work a lot, but I want to make it a point, like you mentioned, to be commitment, to be committed for the long haul. So I want to, uh, in my mind, to create time for church and time for work, and Mm. not only work and, you know, to uh, make sure that, you know, my responsibilities as a member of this church is Mm. at least met, you know, or prioritized if I may say, yeah. So those are the two points. Thank you.
1: Guys, thank you so much for that A lot of wisdom coming out of the two of you and uh, appreciate you taking the time and jumping in. Hey, listen, church, uh, we're coming to the end of our service here today. And this is actually a really great example, some of this conversation of what happens in connect groups. And so if you're not in a connect group yet, we'd love to see you join one because really it's an opportunity to unpack the message and talk, uh, not just about what happened in the service, but what's going on in our lives. And to share that with people, especially needed uh, in like this COVID season where it's hard to connect with people and hard to have that relationship. So if you're not in a connect group, we'd love to see you in one and hey, uh, For for those of you who have made a decision to follow Jesus today, or maybe aren't in a connect group and wanna get one, or maybe wanna join a team or have questions, right after this service, coming right up, we have next steps. And so we would love for you to jump on that. It's a Zoom call where we can just walk you through a little bit of the heart behind Slate Church, uh, why we do what we do, how we do what we do, and a little bit of what we wanna see, the mission and vision of the church, and answer any of your questions, and then get you plugged in in uh, in any way that we can. And so there should be a little uh, uh, thing popping up in the chat if you're watching this live. We would love for you to click on that and to join that Zoom call for next steps. Um, But otherwise, hey, listen, it's been a phenomenal Sunday. It's been a phenomenal uh, service whenever you're watching this. And uh, we can't wait to see you next week. And so we're praying for you. Be blessed, church, and we will see you next week.